Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Hey everybody, what is going on? My name is Andy Urtiaga, and if you feel like getting fancy, you can say Andy Urtiaga, even though I never pronounce it that way. Um, If you don't know who I am, I'm one of the elders at Inspire Church, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited and honored uh, today to be a part of this 30-day journey podcast series. Um, I've learned so much for those who have contributed and uh, imparted knowledge and wisdom and just great teaching over these past couple of weeks. And so today, it's my turn to, uh, to do the same for you all. So I get to spend the next bit of time sharing some helpful tips to assist you in developing your own Sabbath. But I must say, similar to Pastor Phil's confession this past Sunday, um, I have not been historically good at practicing a Sabbath in my own life. But but it is my hope that uh, this life-giving practice becomes ingrained not only into the rhythm of my life, but uh, yours as well. So I have a lot to cover. Um, So let's just go for it. Let's jump right in. So I broke things, my sections down in the following ways. First, kind of wanted to just do a high overview of what Sabbath is, what it looks like, what it means. Um, Sort of a recap of everything Pastor Phil shared this past Sunday. And then I want to share some some questions that, that you can use to help frame your Sabbath. And lastly, the good stuff, the practical stuff, the things you can take and run with and uh, make it your own. The don'ts and do's when you're you're trying to put together a Sabbath plan. So let's jump right in. So Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath is when we do the following. We put down our work. We stop trying to make up for our failings. We stop fixating on our accomplishments. We lay down every accessory of life. And we sit with God naked of every accolade while he speaks his acceptance of us because of his work. And so as we learned this past Sunday, um, we rest with God before we work with God, right? Such an awesome realization. Um, Sabbath is a gift from God. What a blessing. What a, what a good God. Our identity is that we are his children, and on Sabbath, we exercise our belief that his work is enough. In other words, we don't make our identity in Christ. We receive it. Sabbath is threatening to a person's identity that is based on what he or she can produce. Also, in the creation story, God created Adam and then he rested. So our practice of Sabbath not only imitates our Heavenly Father, but it celebrates our liberation in him. And also it anticipates our our eternity with him. So good. You know, today, um, I think it's pretty obvious for most of us that we are trying to be sold in an enticing lie that there is more life more freedom, more success, and more independence on the other end of more work. And so we find ourselves 
in the, the common phrase, the rat race of life, constantly working, constantly striving, constantly achieving, right? And if we look at our to-do lists, there's, they're never ending. As soon as you gain the satisfaction of marking everything off, the immediate impulse is to add the next things you want to do and get done. The finish line is ever-changing. Once you think you achieved the goal, there is something else that you want to strive for and go after, right? And don't get me wrong, goals are good, but rest is definitely needed. So when we practice Sabbath, we pause work to make room for God and acknowledge our lives don't have to be busy to have meaning. So, as I think about the Sabbath, I, it's always helped for me to have questions to kind of help formulate my thoughts. So, for Sabbath, I have a couple questions. Ones that you can consider as you're planning for your Sabbath, and then two more that you can use to kind of reevaluate how your Sabbath went and the things you, and what things you can do to maybe improve it, okay? So let, let's jump into the pre-Sabbath planning questions. So here's the first question that, it, that I think is a great one to ask. What routine or practice would you have to stop before you rest? What are the things that just normally just drive you up the wall and don't allow you to sit and just relax? What are those things? I know there's a, a couple that probably pop up in your mind as soon as I ask the question. I, I have quite a few. Um, you know, for example, like the counter has to be clean. Like if I see like a batch of crumbs, I just cannot get comfortable until I wipe the crumbs in, into the sink. It's weird. I know. Um, here's another question. What activities can make my Sabbath the best day of the week? I've, you know, I've never looked at it that way before. What, what are the things that I can, there's this term that I believe John Mark Comer coined. It's called pleasure stacking. And all, what it essentially is that you're saving up a bunch of good things for one experience to just kind of maximize and makes these good things just a great time overall. So what activities can make my Sabbath, the best day of the week. Okay. So those would be great as you're preparing and thinking and processing and trying to figure out what a great Sabbath day looks like for you. Those are, I think, two great questions to keep in mind. And then on the back end, after you've done Sabbath a couple of times and you're, you're fine tuning things and adjusting, um, I think these are two key questions. So first, does this rest bring me closer to God? Does this rest bring me closer to God? And the second one is, does this activity give me life or does it drain me? Or another way to ask it is this, uh, does this activity give me joy or does it steal my joy? And I think with those set of questions, you can kind of parse out the things that are really life-giving or draining in your life and to make sure you're choosing accordingly um, so that way your Sabbath is is constantly growing into just 
special um, sacred day where you spend time with God and enjoy his goodness and rest. Okay, so next up, I'm going to cover several don'ts for us. Several things we probably shouldn't do on our Sabbath. Okay, so let's go. First one. Don't think practicing Sabbath is something else that has to be done. Don't think of it as something else that has to be done. Instead, of a, in, instead, think of it as something that is necessary, like breathing air. It is a fact that you cannot work nonstop and think um, your health will, will, will remain right? We're, we're human. We give out at some points. Think of Sabbath as necessary as breathing air or whatever else you consider necessary in your life. Change your perspective on it. Don't use Sabbath as a hall pass to sin by trying to fulfill all your selfish desires, right? You still got to obey the rest of the commandments, um, you know, so it's it's not that it's it's not uh, forsaking things and um, and just doing what you want. Just you know, filling your personal sin cup with whatever it is that you're desiring. Um, it, it's definitely it's definitely not that. Okay, and, and that's probably I probably don't need to say that, but again, I put it on my notes. So here we are. Don't think delighting in God is tuning out, zoning out. Or binging your favorite content in a mindless daze. You know, after you binge a lot of content, I usually end up either just as tired or restless or even more after that activity is done. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be TV shows, movies, or video games. I walk away from it blurry-eyed and uh, just as tired. So... Delighting in God definitely aren't those things. And I had kind of mentioned this earlier. Don't choose activities that will drain you. If you know what those are right off the bat, avoid those like the plague. Don't do those things. Don't think Sabbath is the same thing as a, as a day off. And what do I mean by that? On day offs, we tend to do errands. We do cleaning. We do laundry. We mow the lawn. We go shopping for necessities. Don't, don't do any of those things or anything else that looks or feels like normal work. That stuff should be, should be avoided. Also, also, avoid these two traps if you don't want to end up frustrated. The first trap, which I usually find myself in a lot of times when I'm doing stuff, is don't overplan or over-spiritualize this. Don't make it religious. Don't be rigid about it. Plan loosely, leave room for creativity and uh, just for something different to happen. The opposite is also true though. Don't underplan and let your busy life get in the way. Because not only will you be frustrated um, you may feel a little bit of shame that you weren't able to get it done. So right off the bat, don't overplan, don't underplan. All right? 
So all that to say is don't be rigid. You know, remember this is for your enjoyment. You have the freedom to experiment and try different things and see what works and see what doesn't. Lastly, which I believe is the best part, are the do's. Okay? So the first do, and hear me out, it's pretty straightforward. Do get started. All right? You can practice Sabbath now as you continue to learn all about it. Do not be like me because I have a tendency to research something until I have like a perfect understanding of it before I jump jump to the next step. Don't do that with the Sabbath. You can definitely start to practice it now, include it now, and as you grow in your learning and understanding, your Sabbath can grow as well, okay? Also, do remember it's about practicing and enjoying Sabbath, not perfecting it. It's not, it's not something to be accomplished and marked off a to-do list or a checkbox um, or a trophy to receive. It's something to be, to pra- to be practiced, enjoyed, okay? But with all that said, do try to keep it consistent. Um, I, I really liked what uh, Pastor Phil said last Sunday. He said, he said plan your Sabbath first. Uh, let that be the first thing you put in your schedule instead of the last thing that you try to make room for. Usually when it's one of the last things we schedule, we're just looking for the perfect open slot in our calendar that we can slide it into um, to get it done. Let it, let it be the first thing and build everything else off around it. Let Sabbath start your week instead of um, ending your week in Sabbath. Okay, also, there, there's a reality too that, I, that we have to address is that Sabbath may look different um, as the seasons of your life change. And that's okay. I mean, we're all in different seasons right now. And um, so Sabbath, the way we approach it or how we're able to partake in it may look different. We all have an ultimate goal of what the Sabbath should look like. But let's be honest, you know, for example, if you have small kids, Sabbath may look like the length of your kids afternoon nap for a while. Or if you're just starting out and learning how to Sabbath and you have an extremely busy schedule that you just can't throw out the window, maybe Sabbath is only a four hour window and, you know, you you turn your phone off, you, 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 you don't get distracted and you just you you do the best that you can as you continue to grow. That the the do to that though is do try to work your way to enjoying a 24-hour Sabbath regardless if you're single, married or have a family. I think uh there's something special about enjoying it for 24 hours a full day um that we get to experience. But I understand that it may take some time to get there. So when I think about Sabbath, um, I've heard it broken down as 
four pillars essentially there's there's essentially four pillars of sabbath and uh i've heard it a couple different variations but the the four that kind of stick to me the most are these stopping resting delighting worshiping stopping resting delighting worshiping so let's go through each of these four pillars Okay, so first one, stopping. Stop wanting, stop working, stop worrying. Stop wanting, stop working, stop worrying. Stop anything that feels like work. Stop things that are draining. For example, posting social media content, looking at other people's lives in social media content. Um, it could even be engaging in a relationship that is more often than not draining. It could be a topic or a subject that is triggering. For example, politics is probably the best example. Um, it could be your work phone or your emails. You know, and like for, for me, this is especially difficult because my personal phone and my work phone is the same device. So it's usually pretty tricky for me to kind of put it away and not be distracted by it, but not, but also wondering if someone's trying to get a hold of me. And it's just something I have to manage um, better. Stop being productive. Live in the now. Lastly, um, even shame, even the feeling or experiencing of shame for whatever it is, is work. So on the Sabbath, avoid shame. Secondly, resting. Second pillar, resting. Rest the mind, the body, the spirit. If you work really hard with your mind, rest with your hands. You know, uh, garden or do some other non-mine intensive um, activity that uh, you enjoy. If you work really hard with your hands, rest with your mind, rest your body, you know, read, take a really long nap. Um, all those sound really great. Also, spend time in prayer, having honest and unrushed conversations with God. Remember, this is, and this is a key thing, Sabbath isn't about inactivity. It's about renewal. So a great illustration is that um, we should rest in God like a tree rests in soil. And think about it. When you look at a tree, it may look like it's doing nothing at all. But below the surface, it's feeding off of its life source. So as we um, practice Sabbath and enjoy, enjoy it, it's, it's not inactivity by any means. We're being renewed um, in multiple ways by our life, our, our life source. Also, do things that calm you down. Spend time in silence. Spend time somewhere that causes you to be in awe and wonder. And this is a big one for me because I a lot of times I um, 
I spent a lot of time thinking logically. And so there's a tendency for me to, to think I can always figure something out until I go to some sort of greenscape or something and then just being struck by its awe and wonder and how in the world could something like that, you know, happen or, or the processes behind it. Um, enjoy, enjoy a beautiful scenery and just marvel at it. And then lastly for resting, rest from work, <laughs> but not only work, but rest from the thought of work too. Try really hard to not even think about work. Because even though we may not be physically doing something, internally our minds could be racing, putting lists together, thinking about the next thing or what is happening. Thirdly, delighting. Delight by celebrating and enjoying God's goodness. In other words, experience joy. Experience joy. If you enjoy crafts, do a craft. If you enjoy fishing, go fishing. If you enjoy playing basketball, guess what? Play basketball. If you're an introvert, spend some of your Sabbath alone. That's okay. If you love your friends, be with your friends. If you enjoy food, Eat a really, really good meal. If you enjoy some other hobby, do it. You know, family movie night, friends movie night, board game night. You know, another thing too, if you're always saving, buy something. But word of caution that let it be within reason, of course. If you enjoy cultivating community, but during the week you are just too busy to reach out, spend part of your Sabbath extending joy to others through encouraging text messages or even quick calls. You know, what's really cool is that in the Jewish tradition, the Sabbath starts in the evening. So imagine this, picture this with me. Starting your Sabbath evening with a great dinner with family or friends or both. And picture making the meal together or if that sounds like too much work, picture buying something already prepared but just as delicious. Imagine no phones, background music, Enjoying each other's company, celebrating the goodness of God, filling your hearts and stomach at the same time. What a delight. What a great picture. When I, when I think about this picture, there's, there's obviously there's families and people at Inspire that we've had the chance to spend time with over the years uh, in community. And I, th those moments uh, just instantly come to mind when I think about celebrating an evening of Sabbath with friends and family, making a meal or eating something already prepared. You know, I think of Billy and Brenda's Indian food. I think Brenda does most of the cooking or Billy's mom. I think of Kiana's tostadas. I think of Becca's mole. 
I think of Carolyn's spaghetti. I think of Priscilla's burgers with onion drip jam. I think of Pastor Jeff's oysters. I think of my Peruvian breakfast sandwiches. I mean, my goodness, doesn't that sound amazing? And then it even gets better. Because then after a great dinner, you get to go to sleep just full and filled, right? You get to go to sleep, get some good rest. And then, but with more anticipation of more delighting the next day. And if you happen to start your Sabbath on a Saturday evening, you spend your Sunday morning worshiping in community with your inspired family. Such a great picture. And then lastly, the last pillar, worshiping. On our Sabbath, we worship to recenter God in our lives and express gratitude and praise for the rest given and knowing that we can rest because he is in control. You know, during this time, save some time to lower your activity level low enough that your mind can just wander in prayer. That you're not going over, like you're just being spontaneous in your prayer and praying about things that just come to mind because they're on your heart. Sabbath is such a gift. Lastly, I I hope that I've provided enough ideas to get you thinking and get you excited about what your Sabbath could look like. I pray that you run to the rest you absolutely need, that I absolutely need, and that we are renewed as we spend time delighting in and worshiping our Heavenly Father. So family, I I pray and hope um, that uh, you would use these tools and tips along with everything else that's gonna be shared this week And that you would uh, be intentional about Sabbath for yourself, for your family, for your friends. And that you can enjoy and experience God um, in a new way. So thank you guys for sharing this time with me. Love you guys. Um, Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's Word.